I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Controversy, comedy, and that thug life. It's the Pantelis Podcast. Are you tired of people breaking into your car? Are you tired of people breaking into your house? Well, there's nothing I can do about either of those things, but what I can do is offer you a free 30-day trial to Audible. Get yourself to audibletrial.com slash pantelis. It's my name. It's the name of the podcast. And get yourself a free 30-day trial. There's over 80,000 books for you to choose from, and you don't even have to read them. You can listen to them while people break into your car and or house. audibletrial.com slash pantelis. Kristen Finch. Hey, Pantelis. Welcome to the show. Hey, guy. Where are you from? You're not from Montreal. I, was, I, I just found out now because you just told me. I was born in Montreal, Jewish general, and then my parents were like, that's way too cool. It's way too Jewish. Way too cool. You're way too not Jewish. We got to go. Not really. Um, I, too, was born at that hospital. Oh, it's a good hospital. I get my blood work done there. Very good. They're gentle. Um, And I'm a Gentile. Fun with words. Uh, Yeah, but then we moved out to Sudbury, Ontario, and I was there for like 20 years, and... Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to grow up, but I mean, you, you know, you want to spread your wings, fly. So I came here uh, for graduate school, did that, now I work in a call center. Now I have a question for you, call center girl. Um, <laughs> you also do stand-up. Yeah. When did stand-up um, kind of become a thing for you? Did you come back for stand-up? Did, were you doing stand-up in uh, Ontario, or how did that come about? I never dreamed it could be uh, like a, a thing I could do. I still remember like... as. A young child, I was so obsessed with em- everything humor related. So, like, I, you know, was a little kid, it was like Garfield Comics, and I graduated to Dilbert. And then, uh, you know, I was obsessed with sort of like making jokes or imitating the Simpsons voices. And then I still remember the very first time that I saw stand up. My parents were like, go to bed, goddammit. And I was like, and I just remember being captivated. It was a JFL gala. It was a man. He had very large, baggy pants. He was very attractive. And he was very good at his job. I just thought, like, can you can you just get up and talk to people about whatever you want and make them laugh? I didn't even know it was a thing. Like I didn't know the difference between improv or stand up. And so when I moved to Montreal as uh, you know a 20, 20 something year old, I started going out to nights. I was at the Comedy Works like every weekend, uh, bringing like huge groups of people, and so they loved me there. Um, and then finally, I was talking to the comics. Um, Alu Bell, actually, ever seen him? I don't think so. Oh, he's so good. Um, French? Uh, no, he's uh, he's a uh, he's a road comic, and he's oh, okay. set up in LA now. He used to come through the Comedy Works once a year back when Jimbo was running it. Uh, but he's like uh, he's like a he's like David Pride esque. Oh, I like this. It's very it's very smart. It's well written. It's like it's quick. Ugh, it's it. He just. Mm, I don't know. It's it's like it's tasteful. Yeah, and I was talking to him after, and he was like, "No, this is a thing you you can do. You're funny. You should do this." And then I did it. I did my debut at Burritoville, second floor of a vegetarian burrito spot. 
which well, is not. I've closed. never been to Burritoville, but I heard it was a lot of fun back in the day when they would ah. do these shows. It was all, it was such a sweet room. I loved it. Oh, it's it's so tragic that it closed. It was just so warm, and like you could get like ten people in there, and it would feel full, and just such nice, just chill audiences. And why did it close? Uh, I think the original owners sold it, and they sold it to some other people, and they didn't. Uh, Comedy? What the fuck is that? Yeah, no, and they started charging people. I think they wanted like fifty bucks or something for the room, like ch- for for an open mic. Okay, okay. And it was yeah. like a pass, and it was established as like a pay what you can pass the hat show. And like at the end of the night, I think the producers would collect maybe like twenty bucks and split it between them. So then, at one point, they were like each paying like thirty bucks out of pocket, and it's just like that's not that's not gonna work. That's not like a weekly sustainable thing. It gets a little a little depressing. Fuck. Yeah, I, I like it when there's a lot of rooms in the city. And then what yeah. happened? You just you were going there. And then you said, fuck, I'm going to continue doing this. Yeah, I just got, like, the first, like, I, I killed my first three times. I crushed. It was amazing. I was like, this is so easy. Look at all these idiots struggling. And then? <laughs> and then I bombed yes. for 12 <laughs> consecutive months. Good. It was so hard. Because the first Humbled three times the I shit brought, out of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no. It was, it was probably the best thing for me. And, like, my favorite advice um, I always refer to like a uh, Morgan O'Shea as like the, you know, sort of like the person who got me, he gave me my first spot. He was always super encouraging, such a great guy, like a little bit of a mentor to me. Um, and he gave me the best advice ever it was my first set that I bombed. It was at my first time at the comedy works. And it was the first time that I didn't have any friends in the audience. Cause the other times I had like 10, 15, 20 friends yeah, stacked, stack the deck. In and your I favor. didn't know that made such a difference. Cause they understand your perspective. They want you to do well. Uh, they, they laugh at all your jokes. It's great. But then you go up and there's no one, you know, and I came on stage and I said, Oh my God, that audience, that was them. Right. It wasn't me. And he just looks at me, just knows. Cause I thought I was like, I was like, oh, I, he fucking wants to be nice to me. I'm a nice lady. And he just was like, no, that was you. There we go. There <laughs> we go. No, nothing. He's like, and it's always you. It's it never them. And that is such a healthy attitude. And I'm so glad I got that lesson early on. And he said, he's like, never blame the audience. No, because then you go into this never-ending spiral of uh, of not getting better. Yeah. You, you, just, you actually get worse because you're just waiting for them to laugh. Your job is to make them laugh. Oh, 100%. You have to be you have to be a sadomasochist to be a comic. Like for sure, you have to uh you have to hate yourself and uh you have to want to keep hating yourself. You have to be driven but also uh willing yourself. to take a beating. Oh my god, yeah. And it's the best thing for you too. Like sometimes after a while like if I like in front in front of like a sweet audience and they laugh at hello, like right in my head I'm like well, this isn't gonna count. Yeah, you sometimes you know from the first. I, I always know with the first joke uh, how they react to it. Yeah. Uh, if I'm gonna have to roll my sleeves up, if there's a chance of, of this going well, if it's gonna go poorly, or if it's gonna go great, uh, if they get offended off the first joke because it's not that offensive, but some people kind of don't like it, I know that I'm gonna have trouble because yeah. the next stuff is even worse, right? Yeah. So I know that if the first one doesn't go well, so I always calculate that in my head. Like, okay, you know what you're in for. Right, but they're all different. You could, you just have to get used to that and kind of switch it up. That's that's the one thing is switch it up within the audience. You see s- certain subjects they're yeah. not liking, fuck it, switch it up, switch it up on them, get, get them something that'll make them happy. Yeah, I got jokes about my pussy. Don't like that. Hit you with a math joke. Is that really how it goes? It goes pussy to math. I can, I can, I can go, uh, I can go butthole to math. That's that's impressive. It's hard yeah, to do that. That is a full three sixty. That's a. F- <laughs> Right? 
right? As of, it's, oh, actually, I guess a, a 180 because it happens like on the other face of me. Do you have trouble with the segues? Uh, uh, not real. I don't really believe in them. Like, I think like as long as you. Uh, like a lot of people are very into like having like a smooth set and having it flow like a story tell. But I take a lot of inspiration from one liner comics. Like I cannot do that. I think that is so hard. Like Likewise, not a, yeah. I, I'm no Kevin Shoestack. I'm no Emery Fine. Um, but I think just like how their sets just work so beautifully is like you construct a, as long as you construct a consistent persona in your in your set. I don't think you need like a, you know, so thank you for talking about my pussy. Speaking of which. Yeah, speaking of pussies. And you actually read about that because I've noticed because I, I have the same thing. I want to tell a story. But I've noticed that even if I completely jump to something completely different, they're on board. They don't care. They're like, all right, we're going to the next funny thing. They don't give a shit yeah. about. Unless, I don't know. I, I've never said I never had a, a transition that was so crazy. That uh, people felt their fucking chairs like, how did he get there? Like, I, it never yeah. happens. They just care about the joke. They're like, oh, okay, now we're at his house. Oh, now we're uh, driving. Just tell us the fucking joke, funny man. Like, that's all they yeah, care yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, Like, you can't like go like like uh, can't tell a joke about my single life because you know how you write jokes maybe before mm-hmm. and then you transition. So like, I'll construct some sets where I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm single for this set, or like, okay, I want to tell my marriage joke, so I know that I can't do any of my single material because then. That jolts the audience more so than just saying like, okay, uh, here's my impression of a vagina. Google it. It's marvelous. And then you can't just go to, uh, then, you, then you can just go to math. They're fine with that. Fucking Mike Mayo. Jeez, that guy. I'm trying to, no, decline. I thought I had the ringer off. I had, such a, <laughs> I had such a great time with him at the nest the other night. He was all stressed out about his like top button. Was he? Yeah. That's yeah. such a fucking Mayo thing to do. No, and I like I I was kind of a dick about it, so I was like I was like oh yeah no de- definitely top button that up. Oh god no that's terrible. It's too- take it down take it down. Oh no yeah. No exactly. And then I was like wait 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 you're gonna go up, done up mid set take it down. Was he was he freaking out? Was he thinking? Like, Fuck and, away, that, and then I was then I was like, oh no, yeah, I was actually stressed out about this. Yeah, you, you I just, should be less of a dick. I don't know him that well, though. I didn't. It's good. No, no, don't worry. He'll he'll laugh about it, especially if you listen to this. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's good to bust each other's balls as comics. Yes, that's part of the fun of it. You got to keep up with it. Like you got to like fucking take the dicks as they come. You know what I mean? But isn't it crazy that even within the scene now here? That you kind of have to watch what you say to different comedians. Have you noticed oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. For, I've noticed that. I just avoid certain people because I go anything I say, they're gonna get upset or sad. They're gonna think I'm attacking them. So I just won't say yeah. anything. Oh, hundred percent. Like I definitely like you're definitely one of the people that I let, I let, I let my, uh, let my filter down with because I know that you're like if if for whatever reason I offend you, you'll be like, here's a, can you stop being a dick? You've never said that, it's but difficult like, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you would. I know you just straight up tell me, and I know you give me the benefit of the doubt that, like, hey, I probably didn't mean it like that. Yeah, it's it's so weird. It's the first time in my life where I'm seeing comedians it, this last, I guess, year, year and a half. Yeah. And they're just overreacting and freaking out about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird, it, delicate flowers. Weird. Me, what I don't, I don't understand is the um, the Facebook wars, because because uh. you know the people. That's what I never understood. People, comedians that know each other, argue on Facebook. The way strangers who have no profile pictures do on, on YouTube comments. Yeah, we're all just fucking Twitter eggs. You know the person. We're all Twitter eggs at this point. Yeah, did, did, wait, did, did she piss you off? Did she say something? 
So fucking call her. You know this fucking person. Ask what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah. What, it, it's so strange to me. It's so... We're going in this weird direction. And the amount of time. Oh, it takes a while. Like The it, amount of time that you invest... Like, I just, like... No one's opinion has ever been changed on the internet. Like, why are you taking time away from your friends and family to write out these, like, long... And then, like, you'll look at statuses and they'll be like, dot, dot, dot. Someone's writing a message. But for, like, 20 minutes... Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. This is going to get deep. Yeah, I don't want to bring up why i was staring at it for 20 minutes but like i <laughs> well because you now you have that expectation now you're curious you're yeah like, what and the i'm fuck like how, are they gonna how, say what it got how many spelling errors can i catch in that and then it devolves and then it devolves into like actually it's t-h-e-y yeah, it just apostrophe de- off jesus christ we but it's been happening a lot That's and not just I, on our scene i just noticed oh, it everywhere. more on our scene because i'm here but yeah, yeah. and you're and you're close to it it's despicable it is just everybody be nice yeah, not even that. You could be mean to each other, but don't don't act like you're 16 year old girls. Don't act like it's mean girls. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Oh God, no! Doing every, me, everybody's, everybody's in a clique, and yeah, it's like you can't be on this show because you're friends with this person. I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't mm. give a shit. Just no, don't give a shit. That's what I'm telling you. No, that's exactly. The lesson. That's Just how don't. I book my show. I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit. You just be a chill, cool person. If you're being a dick, then I'll say, Hey, bud, dial it back. Did you uh, did you see Donald Trump's UN speech on Twitter? No, the actual speech. He said that you, he oh, spoke nice. for forty five minutes, a speech <laughs> that I, I've, I I'm convinced he did not have a single um, hand in actually writing. Oh, he ad libbed. He ad libbed. I'm pretty sure, like the Rocket Man thing, calling <laughs> Kim Jong Un Rocket Man. But the actual speech, people are trying to shit on him. Oh, he talked to the UN. He's he's inappropriate. Was actually not bad. Like I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here. Yeah. Oh. Stuff. I'll listen to it. Stuff like uh, there's countries in the United Nations um, Human Rights Council that know nothing about human rights and shit like that. Yeah, it is offensive, but it's fucking true. Yeah. Okay. Now, but he doubled down though, and the next day he lost everybody's respect because he was talking <laughs> about football players that kneel, and he oh, said, geez. "Wouldn't it be nice if those fucking uh, if if the owners of the teams fire those sons of bitches?" It's like, dude, the, your job as a fucking president is to <laughs> make sure you fight for their right to kneel. Not to tell people to fire them, yeah. you fucking idiot. But and isn't that like the best protest? Like it was highly visible. It didn't fucking disrupt anyone's yeah, traffic. Yeah, who gives a shit? that's what yeah. everyone bitches about. They're, they're like, it took me an extra 10 minutes to get to work. And then you bitch about someone like kneeling during a national anthem to make a point. How else are you supposed to express yeah, let, let him kneel civil and, unrest? And it's it, very if nice. the owners don't want to hire, because now like that guy, uh, Kaepernick, uh, he <laughs> couldn't get a job with the NFL team, okay? That's not fair because he is so attractive. But here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, good at his job. I'm a great feminist. He, you know, he's like, he is, he is great <laughs> at throwing that ass around field uh, i don't think he was that good anyway but that's not the, the thing is i believe that the owners have a choice if they don't want to hire him for any reason fuck it it's nfl it's up to them i don't mind that i don't mind that what i do mind though is that people aren't saying the full truth like he almost got a job recently with the baltimore ravens apparently that's oh. what they were saying but um, his girlfriend released a, a racist tweet like the day before uh of like the head coach and uh <laughs> And one of their stars, like one of their star, kind of like in those uh, Uncle Tom type, of, like the scenes, like you're just, uh, I think they took a photo from Django Unchained. Oh, yeah. Where it was Leonardo DiCaprio and um, what was his name? Uh, Samuel Jackson's character. Oh, yeah. He was or, like, uh, have you ever seen that? It was basically the, the, the character was like those old Uncle Tom black guys that like supported the slave master oh, instead of. Oh, right, right, right. So they were trying to say, like, so she made like a joke about how the, the coach is, you know. He's why in charge are, of that why plantation. Are people th- fucking losing their jobs over jokes. 
But here's the thing. He was about to get that job, right? He was about to... Because Ray Allen apparently was talking to that team. And then the coach said, yo, fuck this. His girlfriend just is calling us racist and shit. We don't want any of this stuff in the team. Hmm. So fuck it. So how come you don't own up to it and be like, yeah, my girlfriend fucked up, right? Don't keep yeah, yeah, complaining. Yeah. Oh, it's because I kneel for the... You almost had a job, but your girlfriend decided to call the coach who is not your coach yet a racist before you hired. <laughs> so yeah, you're going to lose the job. You know what I mean? Like, I, nice. you, you can't have everything. You know, I'm with him to fucking kneel. Kneel all you want. It's your right. That's why uh, we live in these countries, so that you have the right to do that. Yeah. They have the right to not hire you. And also, they have the right to yeah. be uh, pissed off if you're calling them fucking racist on Twitter. Yeah, that, that kind of stings. Yeah, that kind of stings, especially when the guy feels like he's not. So he's like, fuck it, I'm not a... He's like, I'm a head coach. What do I have to do with... Why are you putting politics into this? Did you hear about the girl? She had, um, she had a tweet that went viral years ago and they're talking about internet shaming and how it's like maybe gone too far like the girl i think it was something like uh you know she she was on a trip to africa and she made the joke yeah. like uh go go to africa guys uh you know hope, hope i don't get aids and then she said jk i'm white yeah which would be resounding silence and maybe booze if you did it at a comedy club but she's she's not a comedian she doesn't know where the line is she doesn't know not also maybe it, tone you have no tone because you could actually yeah. say that on stage in a funny manner and <clears throat> they're not going to take it as a, as like a, a racist thing they're going to take it as a like a self-deprecating type of joke depends yeah. how you say it but no i, I remember that the tweets because I, I got a book called so you've been publicly shamed yeah that's what i, I heard on a podcast i heard yeah, that's a good book I haven't read it, but I heard the guy that wrote the book on a podcast, and I've been meaning to read it. He's good. He's the guy who also wrote the psychopath test about Ooh. how CEOs and shit are fucking crazy. It, it, oh, yeah, good, yeah. good writer, this guy. So, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think it has gone too far, the public shaming thing, because yeah. they take stuff out of context. And also, they everybody said something stupid. It doesn't, like, why do you have to ruin the girl's life? Like, you're acting as if she was, I don't know, the head of some kind of organization that could make a difference and kill people. Like, yeah, okay, she yeah. said something stupid. It happens. People say something stupid all the time. No, exactly. And she just had the dumbassery to put it out on a tweet. And it's just like, can't we just say like, hey, bud, uh, that hurt a lot of people's feelings. Uh, that's a very real problem for a lot of people. AIDS. Di dial it down. Yeah, something like that. Or uh, delete your fucking tweet, stupid. Or I don't know, something. Yeah, not not like, okay, we need you to remove yourself entirely from the from internet society. forever. And we're also going to fire you. And we're going to take your house. It's just too much. Yeah. Right? It's just absurd. It, they're overdoing it now. It's this whole victim thing of oh, I feel offended and and I'm 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 fighting for the right. This isn't right. The right is the the right for people. Like people could say something that'll offend me, but I'll fight for their right to fucking say it. Same thing with the kneeling. Yeah, I wouldn't kneel for the national anthem because I believe that what it stands for and the flag are completely different than whoever the fuck the president is. It stands for the people who fought for it. You know. So for me personally, yeah. I wouldn't kneel. However, I fucking believe in your right to kneel. I believe yeah. in that because that's what separates us from other garbage fucking countries here in the West. That's what separates the yeah. fact that we can do that. And, like, and uh, animals, too. They, they're not allowed to kneel. They're not allowed to. They don't even know about it. They, they just sit. Exactly. Lay down sometimes, roll over, <laughs> they do that kind of shit. Show their little tummies in protest. But this generation doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I, I see people protesting and talking about how they want to move to like uh, change the system to be a socialist system and this and that. And uh, what they're talking about oh. is very borderline common. I, I saw a guy argue with with a with a, um, a millennial. Yeah. He was he's like, what exactly are you fighting for? He's like socialism, and I wanted to change it. He's like, I came. He has a huge accent. He's like, I came <laughs> from a country like that. It's called Russia. He goes and we go with it. 
It does not work. And there's so many countries. I'll show you an example. You have it the best here. It was, and what you're protesting right now, if you lived in that mm. environment, you would not be allowed to protest the way you're protesting now. It would be illegal. Yeah. It was, what are you asking for? It yeah. was, what the fuck are you asking? It's, it's, it's crazy. They don't, it's asinine. Mm-hmm. It's, I've said it a million times. I feel like this generation didn't have a big cause like the ones before. So they're making stuff up. No, exactly. They're making stuff up. Uh, uh. Mm. But that's what's been in the news as of recently. Yeah. What are you? You feel like a victim of anything? No, I, I got, I got a sweet life. There we go. Like, but, but also, like you know, I don't face like uh, I'm a, I'm a white lady in a predominantly white society. True. So you know, I. You, you know, got it made. I do. I do. Like I. Uh, like in comedy, in terms of comedy, I think like I honestly have more access to stage time than men. I 100% because I book one of the nights and I see because I'll get 50 emails. They'll all be from guys. And so if I get one email from a lady, she's getting on. And there are some guys that email me like six weeks in a row and they're wonderful, sweet guys. They're funny. And like I don't like I don't put them on because I like I don't quite have room because, again, I get like 50 emails you like i don't know i just like feel like there's too much com- and not uh i'm a big fan of like be the change you want to see in the world because we have we've had complaints like oh like you know there's not, not enough women on this, the this, shows this is, but it's this like, is all this is all stupid like emails. what do you want me to do you want me to pull them by the hair and force them to be here there was uh, Some somebody told like me that. At, i was at the nest last night somebody told me about a comedian uh, that we both know actually she's a, a female comic and she went on an open mic and went to the people in front. I don't know if you were there or not. And asked, "Hey, why aren't there more women on tonight's show or whatever?" Hey. And it's like, and the person there, I think it was Peter Domps, he's like, "Well, because they don't fucking email in. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, I'm gonna stack it in your. I don't understand. I'm gonna go find people from the street, force them to go on and tell jokes because it makes you happy. Like, what do you want me to do? If yeah. there's no nobody wants to go on stage, what do you want me to tell you? But it's so crazy. Of oh, this is weird. Why aren't there more?" Why aren't there more anything? Why I don't know. Why aren't there more Greeks? Why aren't there more? If you really want to be nitpicky, or whoever the fuck wants to go goes. It's a goddamn open mic night. That's my new thing. Like I had a lady. Uh, I think it was maybe a week or two weeks ago, and she was really upset by the humor. Were you there that night? No. Where uh, every comedian was racist. Every comedian was homophobic. Every comedian was transphobic. There were a bunch of rape jokes, and she. Was I like, wish I was there. Oh, Would have covered all that ground. No, and the thing was, like, like there, but there were no rape jokes. No, and people make stuff up. People, and I kept trying to say, like, okay, like I'm not shy of addressing this. Like, I, you know, I do believe in, you know, like not making shitty jokes. Uh, give me some specifics. She couldn't give me specifics, and I was like, okay, can you tell me what the comedians looked like, where they were in the lineup? I sort of got the funniest thing was watching her struggle to explain what Abdul Butt looked like. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Abdul <laughs> pisses a lot of people off. Abdul. Exactly. Because you know why? Because like, oh, he's the... Uh, he's, mm, he's one of the he smartest... Has a, he has a shirt. I was like, not helping. She didn't want to say that he was Pakistani because she's like, that's racist if I mention what he is. <laughs> no, she couldn't say like, yeah, he's uh, he's a not white guy. She like couldn't yeah. say that. And I was like, do you got a color of the shirt? And oh like my the God. and the joke that she described and it was just like I uh, know his jokes. Okay, and she was like, "Well, it's 2017, and you just yeah. can't be making jokes like that." And yes, you like, can. And I was like, "I was like, all right, show us how it's done." I guarantee you, he be was the, the smartest change. fucking writer 
on oh, yeah. on stage that night and it all went over her fucking head. You know why? These yeah. are people that get triggered by words. These no, are, and didn't it, look at the context. Didn't, you just start, you're like, uh, I don't know, uh, you start talking about Hillary Clinton. And you're like, what the fuck happened with Hillary Clinton? And right they're like, oh, this guy hates women. He, he can't just hate Hillary. This yeah, guy has exactly. to hate all women if he hates <laughs> Hillary. Because if you like women, you love Hillary. Because that makes total fucking sense. No, that's, su- that's such bull crap. Like, I hated it when, I think, who was it? Was it Gloria Allred or some kind of some, some kind of lady type person uh she was like if you don't support hillary you're a bad woman you're not a feminist and i'm like fuck you don't tell me uh who i have to support based on my gender yeah I'll, you want, I'll oh do there's you a one special better. place in hell for women who don't support other yes. women hell no I, i'll support uh, a lizard before I support, uh, like, I'll support a lizard if they do a better job than the man or the, I'll support whoever the fuck does the better job. I don't care if you're a man, a woman, a lizard, fucking half ape, tiger. If you're better at the job, like right now, if there was a third candidate for the US election. A lizard in a pantsuit. And it was a lizard. In a pantsuit. That would randomly pick yes or no, okay? (laughs) Randomly. People would, I would have been, if I, I'd be like, fuck it, I'm voting for the lizard. You never know, 50-50. But with these two fucking evil cocksuckers, yeah. something bad's going to go down. But 50-50, I'll take those odds. <laughs> I'm voting for the goddamn lizard. Do you, you know, it's, well, at least it the lizard can't tweet at Kim Jong-un. Exactly, and piss him off. Exactly. And come want to pet <laughs> We'd the have lizard. someone smart writing the Twitter, the, the lizard's Twitter. It's so, oh, uh, Hillary Clinton, while we're on the subject, because her book came out now and she was talking, she said something that I'm very surprised Clinty. at. Let's Clinty. Let's call it Clinty. I'm very surprised that more women or feminine didn't come out and tell her, what the fuck did you say? Uh, she was talking about how the women that voted for Trump and not for her uh, did it because their husbands told them to do it. Like, they didn't make their own decision. Their husband's like, you better vote for uh, him or uh, don't vote for her. She's going to lose. And apparently... No, Hillary, we he, have a right to be just as stupid and misguided no, as men. No, no, but Thank yeah, you. not just that. You, you're representing... That women were saying that women are equal. They're not equal. They're fucking equal. Everybody makes their own choices. They have brains like everybody fucking else. Everybody makes their own choice. If they felt like they liked their candidate on whatever grounds, it's their right to do it. You can't tell them that because they didn't vote for you, they're dumb and and uh, they can't think for themselves. And their men do all the, that's a, how many single women voted for for Trump. It, it's it's asinine to just alienate an entire sex and tell them, oh, if this sex yeah, yeah. voted, you're all stupid. Conversely, I, all the men that voted for Hillary Clinton, they did it for because their wives told them to. Yeah, exactly. Or they're fucking weird. Or what, what are you gonna say about that? Yeah. Like, what's no? Some people voted. They liked. The, they preferred her. They preferred her stance on stuff. So they said, that's what you do. And you voted for them. People voted for Trump. Some people oh, voted for Trump blindly. God. Other people voted for Trump, like the Bernie Sanders hardcore supporters, because they got pissed off because she fucked it. This is all her yeah. fault. If she didn't play this game of, I have to change things. So yeah. I, I'm gonna lie. I'm gonna fuck him over the old man. Oh, so I God. could, so I could represent the Democrats. So I could go because it's my time. I guarantee you. If she you, didn't do that, Bernie Sanders would have been president right now. I guarantee And what would be your you. excuse? Yeah, I guarantee you that landslide victory. A hundred percent of Bern, the Bernard had want had uh, had run. There's no way Trump would have. I think. Like, did you see the South Park like, or season 19? Now, I didn't hear, but I heard that oh. they ripped into social justice words like they so just destroyed. Beautiful. Oh, fucking South Park, mm. the best, the best. Oh, and they're so relevant. Like the way, like I admire the way they create that show, and they're the only show that's allowed to be that relevant because they make it like the week before. Have you seen the documentary Six Days to Air? No. Oh, I gotta see. I just okay. heard about it. Even if you have to pay five bucks online to watch it, it watch it. I'm telling you, it's worth oh, that's it. A, that's a little much. I'm just saying because <laughs> sometimes it's hard to find certain docs. 
it is so amazing. It, it motivated oh, me to do more to shit. Five bucks. It motivated me to yeah. do more shit to build this fucking studio. I was like, just crazy. These guys do this. Fuck it. I, I'll do whatever the hell I want. Amazing. The stuff they put in uh, as 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 like content creators, they're fucking heroes. Oh, they are, and they and I love how they. I think I heard them. Uh, I think I heard Trey Parker on the Nerdist, and he talked about how the reason they were able to push the envelope is because after the first season, they were like, fuck it, we have made an insane amount of money, more money in this first season than we ever dreamed of making. We don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Fucking, we'll pull, we don't care if we get kicked off the air. I got my surfboard and my car. I'll just have more free time. And, and now, so, nobody would kick them off the air. You know why? Because exactly. they could just go on the internet themselves. So Comedy Central, Comedy, wherever the fuck they're on now, is like, we'd rather make the money yeah. than them make the money, so we'll just keep on. If something new came in with the sensibility of South Park, like, you can guarantee it would be shut down. But oh, now yeah. people, they, you know, Trey Parker talks about it. He's like, well, no, we just established that this is this is what we do, and there's nothing you can do about it. I love it. Ugh. I fucking... Uh, but they like out, that. They, pr- they present such a beautifully balanced view of everything. Like, it's so fucking smart. I, they're like I said, they're unsung heroes. They're fucking geniuses. Oh my god! But people see it as a, a lot of people just feel, oh, it's a cartoon. They're just making jokes. You know how smart that fucking show is. You know how s- that show is smarter than ninety five percent of the news programs that are out there. Yeah. So relevant, so smart. Oh, and but it's, it goes over people's heads because I guess it's animated or whatever. It goes over certain people's heads. And there's a lot of poop and there's a lot of fart jokes. Yeah. Like it's 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 because they don't such take themselves that seriously. They fuck around with it. Layered humor. Like, I just made a fart joke that I'm very proud of. I don't think there's enough fart humor. I'm breaking down barriers for women. I'm making disgusting, horrible jokes. You could do whatever you want. Uh, I don't like the argument of, uh, oh, your women should joke about you. Joke about whatever the fuck you want. Because the bottom yeah. line is, and David Acker, owner of the communist, knows this better than anybody. You're fucking funny. That's the only thing that matters. Brrr. It's the only thing. That, you could put a dog in a suit up there. The dog is fucking funny. People will laugh. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm thinking about it right now. People won't laugh more at me than you if I'm not as good as you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People Conversely, won't do that. Conversely, um, there is like the, the added barrier. Like uh, I was trying to explain to my husband how there is like the little added barrier because he watches the audience when I go up because he's more stressed out than me by now because he's like because i because he's like oh fuck i have to deal with her she has a bad set are you talking after. about women that are unhappy with with uh with female comics like women, women in the audience women are just as bad they're just it, as bad like uh like he sees like as i go up there like you can see like the host announcing be like folks she's really funny uh she's been on jfl or like off jfl she's done she's like you know the master ceremonies for comic-con like all these great credits and as soon as they hear the keyword she like you, they, they people zone take People take out their phones. They start checking their texts. They get, they got, oh, this is a good bathroom break point. Okay. Before my foot even hits the stage, some people will tune out. But you know what? Uh, I play. It's not the whole audience. It's a few. No, it's never the whole audience. Exactly. And then like you, you make the the people that are paying attention laugh, and the people go, oh fuck, this 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 lady's pretty funny. Let's hear what she has to say. You you think it's also a product of um. Maybe they've seen some shitty female comics. Oh, 100%. And they're expecting the same nonsense that they've heard before. It happens. Exactly. It happens to me sometimes. Uh, I, I don't mention, you know, I'll, like I don't really talk about Greek stuff or whatever. Mm. But some people see me at the comedy as before, sometimes after the show. After is the funniest one. They're like, oh, I, I thought you were going to talk about like your name. And then I was like, no, that's not what I did. But they were expecting this cheesy feta jokes or whatever the fuck, you know? And they're like, oh, Cheesy this is... Cheesy feta jokes. You see that? You see what I did there? And But they didn't... 
they didn't get it. And then like, what the fuck? This guy's talking about politics, talking about his life. This, it's not what I expected. They thought it was going to be exactly. a hacky, ethnic, quote-unquote comic. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not what I'm about. Yeah, they just think I'm just going to talk about my period. Sometimes yeah, like, sometimes the whole, I think it's like Well, I've seen hilarious. people go up. I've seen women go up that they're, it's, it's just, it's not a funny set. It's just, I'm a woman and you guys are mad at me because I'm yeah. a woman. I, I've also seen people lose the crowd right off the bat. They'll yeah. go up and they'll say something like that. Like the... I'm not going to say the exact words, but they'll go up and they'll assume that the crowd hates them for being women. Yeah. And they'll say it right off the bat. And as soon as you think and you're And you gonna... just made it awkward for everybody. It's like, what the fuck? I, was, I didn't care. Now she's making yeah. me feel like if I don't laugh, I, I hate chicks. Like, what the fuck? And it just makes yeah. you angry instead of watching and enjoying the... Like, I don't know why you got to start so hostile. No, exactly. And like, uh, like I do get people coming up to me. Like I get, it's more women actually that say this to me. They're like, I don't usually find women funny, but you're really funny. And they think it's a compliment. And I think that the idea. That's a weird thing to say to someone. It is. And they think, it, and they think it's a compliment. And I go like, oh, thank you. Or like the other thing I'll get like, oh, I thought you were way funnier than the other girl on the show. And I'm like, oh, that's, what about, what about the, the guy? What about just in general? Like I'm. Um, Top tier of the women, but bottom tier of the guys. But it's also the sam- you know what it is the sample size. I just I it just yeah. clicked in my head. Let's say there's only ten women on the scene. Okay, there's more, but let's say there's only ten. Wanda Sykes made this point. Oh, did, uh, oh, have did you she? Seen, have you and seen? And there's a hundred guys because there's so many guys, right? Yes. So if even if thirty of us are not funny, right? But seventy are. Seventy percent are funny. So seventy percent of the guys you see are funny. There's only ten women, None and three are funny. Seventy percent of what you see is shit. Exactly. So that's what I think is happening too. I think because you, you get a lot of girls that that go and it's like the same type of thing. The same, they're not really that funny, but they get a lot of good spots. So yep. people get used to it. They see them at the clubs like, oh, this is what women telling jokes are about. Yep. And then you get a woman who comes in and crushes and you're like, what She's the fuck the just happened? Yeah. It has nothing to do. It's just these are the funny people. But if you're trying to divide your sample size by, by gender, then obviously it's going to be skewed because there's a shitload more men yep. doing it to women. My sample size is always the same thing. I judge it based on hilarious. I got funny comedians, I got mediocre comedians, and not funny. That's how I judge it. And when, if I'll put on a show, I'm, I look at my funny group. I'm like, okay, these are the funny people. I'll bring the funny people on because I know they're going to get laughs. It doesn't matter. People exactly. get over the gender. or you know, It's like saying race, right? Oh, if, the, if this guy's black or this. Yeah. People, unless they're really fucking racist. and they just <laughs> like, like, But that's hardcore. I haven't seen that here. People will get over their prejudices as soon as like, oh, okay, I was wrong. This is fucking funny. No, exactly. And like... Uh, the, there's a really hilarious documentary called uh, Women Aren't Funny. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so scrumptious. Sarah Silverman on that shit? Uh, yeah, they interview her and they talk about like how like she was getting paid, literally getting paid like 20 bucks less than a guy who was doing the same amount of time, same spots or whatever. Okay. But that was also probably like 15, 20 years ago when she first started out. It's also this game is, I've made this argument before because I believe that if you're doing the same job as somebody, you should always get paid the same. However, oh, yeah. in entertainment, it's so fucked up because there isn't really a standard. Do you know what I mean? No, it's exactly. It's kind of like what you negotiate. You know? Oh yeah, but like for example, like the comedy nest, like I know for a fact that like yeah, then anybody, they just pay anybody for the time. That's different. Exactly. Them like you do equal. an eight minute spot, you get X. You do a yeah. fifteen minute spot, you get X. Exactly, and I know yeah. that like probably headliners command like it's a little different, more negotiate yeah. negotiate with headliners. But what they said in the women are funny, Wanda Sykes made the great point, which is if you see ten comics on a lineup, one of them are women, and say like for whatever reason, like she's not your flavor. Uh, you know, you don't like that kind of humor or she's just not funny. She's not that good. A hundred percent of the women that you saw that night there we go. aren't funny. Whereas like the other nine guys, even on the if lineup, five were shit, you saw those four. You're like, wow, those four were amazing. Yeah. yeah. So if, like if you, what people tend to do in my experience, if you see a woman who doesn't make you laugh, you go, 
oh, that lady comedian sucks. Lady comedians suck. But if yeah. it's a guy, you're sort of like free to like suck of your, you know, as an individual. Yeah, because there's so many. Yeah. So, and then the other ones will pick up the slack. No, exactly. And it's not like, oh, it's, he sucks because he's a guy. It's like, oh, he sucks because he's, he's just not that funny. And then, because yeah, you only see, yeah, so yeah, that's how I see it too. So you only so see one woman, <laughs> she sucks. You're like, oh, fuck, why are women doing comedy? They're not good yeah. at this. When in reality, there's so many that are, they outstage the guys. Like, there's, there's some that are fucking killers. But yeah. there's not a lot. There's not that many in general. No, exactly. And you can't expect them to, like, immediately have, like, like an equivalent number of like female middlers, equivalent number of like MCs, like whatever. There's a lot more than there was even five years ago. But like it takes it takes like you know ten fifteen years to ripen as a comedian to be a oh, fruit yeah. that can be picked. Plus now, the yeah a lot of people are finally a lot of women are finally getting out there and trying it. Yeah, there we go. It's gonna take so them a while. Exactly. People who get motivated by other people. It might not even be you or your generation that really like has somebody that becomes a legend. It might be somebody that you motivated by going on stage and they saw you. Some girl now who's seventeen or some no, shit exactly. that saw. And ten years from now, she's a fucking murderer. And the you know in the comedy sense. Uh, <laughs> and, and the reason why she started doing comedy is because she came and saw a night where I don't know two women were on. One was shit. One was awesome. And she's like, fuck that. I gotta be as awesome as that one and even better. Yeah. And that's what motivated them. You don't know what's going to, that little spark, but to to go back to the earlier point of people saying, you know, treat unfairly, you could get by people, a certain person could treat you unfairly, but in general, and I've, I've noticed on this scene at least, is a lot of times it's overblown. A lot of times people oh, complain yeah. about stuff that there's nothing to complain about. They're like, why is there not enough women on this show? A lot of people don't think about it when they're when they're putting shows together. Like when I, had, when I would put yeah. shows together, I would have women on, but I never thought... I have to put women on. Yeah. I never thought it's just I had friends in the scene who I, they were funny, and I was like, "Oh, I'm putting a show together. I'm gonna put my friends on. They're funny." Yeah. That it never clicked, right? No, but exactly. It was because of those shows, though, that I noticed um, more hate coming from female audience members towards women comic. Uh, women are the friggin' worst uh, to each other. I had. Oh my uh, god, I've gotten honestly like and like I've had I've had more trouble I would say overall with women in my life bullying me than than guys I noticed it with with uh, Bianca Yates it was uh, at Karina's oh yeah the B Yates and, and I had uh, we, there was a lot of us on that show it was fun uh, I think Rodney was there Darren Henry was there uh, Ellie McDonald oh, uh, Bianca Yates that's a good show I think Emma Will I remember, but I know that Ellie McDonald and Bianca were there and I was hosting I'm not a good host <laughs> there was a middle aged women that were in front like uh, five six of them uh, dressed to the nines, they were happy to be out. They're having a good time, and they were giving me laughs that I didn't deserve. Uh, they were over laughing at <laughs> stuff. They were being nice. I was like, "Oh, this is a good crowd. People are gonna have fun." I, I remember bringing up Bianca, and as soon as I said that she was coming up, I noticed their body language changed. They crossed their arms and mm. they looked. Yeah, they looked disappointed. I was like, "What the fuck?" So they weren't giving her love, and and they were making it awkward. Like I was looking, like, "Why are they acting so weird?" I get uh, back on, they liven up again, whatever. Then when I brought on Ellie, I saw them do the same thing. They crossed their arms. I was like, are these fucking bitches? And that's a a joke because both of those ladies are crushers. But but the other thing is just weird because you don't... Okay, maybe if you saw one, maybe personal problem with Bianca, you guys got to fight with her or some shit. Okay, let's... Which they don't even know her, you know? But let's just say in the realm of possibility, that would be a problem. Then the second woman went on... And that's when I noticed, I was like, yo, what the fuck? These women are giving you a hard time. And Bianca told me, yeah, a lot of times it happens. Like, women will give you a hard time. What the fuck? It just, it, listen, maybe you won't like it. Maybe she's garbage. Maybe she's a shit comic and you won't like it. Yeah. But give her a fucking chance and listen <laughs> to the jokes. So you cross your arms and get pissed off. But you got to remember, like, it's not like people, um, 
a lot of people, they'll see comedy once in their life, once a year, once every six months. The average person doesn't see as much comedy as we do. Mm. So we know from experience, like we've seen so many funny women. Yeah, but just then, give a chance. But if you saw one woman suck five years ago, and that's the only lady comic you've seen, which is very possible because there's still lots of shows that don't have women on them. Then I've seen many women fairly, suck. You can say you can say a hundred percent of the women I've seen have sucked. I see local women. That's I see women here that are comedians that have no business calling themselves comedians. And that is our right, God. Damn no, it. no, but I see here. Yeah, they're they're garbage. But yeah, also. I know a lot of guys on the fucking yeah. scene that have no business calling themselves comedians. They're just terrible. They're There's shit. Ten times as many crappy guys as there are women. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah. just garbage. I've seen people both. They're just shit. So what does it mean in the end? Who gives a fuck? The, the yeah. good, as long as the good ones uh, step out, men and women, right? And they grow, and you start seeing them more and more and more. The scene is healthy. The problem is when the shitty comics get too much exposure. Because whether yeah. you're a guy or... This is what it does. If you're a woman, and let's be honest about it, it fucks it up for other women. If you're garbage yeah, as a female comedian and people see you repeatedly, like, holy fuck, women are terrible at comedy. They should stop it. Get back in the fucking kitchen. And then they get really <laughs> upset, okay? Same thing goes for the guys. If they keep coming out and seeing these garbage people and they go on a weekend, for example, and they see shit comedy, like, oh my God, the scene is garbage. Yeah, people are not comedians. Like the city sucks. You can't. You have to let the good flow. The, the good comics that are men, the good comics that are women, let them get the exposure. Yeah. The scene becomes healthy because people need to rise up to their level. There's no shortcuts in this game. You have no. to put in the time. And but I've noticed a lot of shitty. I'm just saying. I've noticed a lot of fucking shit comics here. Yeah. That are that get a lot of exposure, and then I get excited because like, oh fuck, maybe they've come a long way. And right, you see them and, like, and then ah. I see them. I'm like, "Get the fuck! What is happening here? They're ruining <laughs> it." For, and then, because I hear people that tell me, they go, "Hey, I've come out to different comedy nights, and this city is shit." And then I have to ask questions. I'm like, "Wait, where'd you go? What day was it? Was it an open mic? How many people were in the audience?" Like, I'm asking all these questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I get down to the last questions of who are the comedians, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, so that makes like, sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes yeah, sense. I'm sorry to hear that." Yeah, no, it's a, and a lot of audiences they don't distinguish between like a five dollar open mic. They think that's the mm. same value or the same thing as paying like fifteen bucks on a weekend to see a professional who has been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years. Were you with me on the September eleventh show at the Comedy Nest? I was. Okay, do you remember that? So uh, there Ooh. was six, eight people in the audience. I bombed so hard, <laughs> but I don't know why I liked it because it was just so weird. I was I've talking never about seen someone bomb and then be in such a good mood. But did you? I was talking about dragons for four minutes and those those because <laughs> there was a group. There was two. There was three groups. There were groups. There was a couple. What it was brave, a brave, wonderful soul. Can we get a round of applause for, for those people that for stayed? those people that like? Except for those four women that I think didn't speak English and they were just mad at me the whole time. And like I made a nine eleven joke, which already was in bad taste on nine eleven. But I did it on purpose because I wanted to see what kind of crowd I'm dealing with. Look, their parents were dragons. That's the thing. The fireman, when I made the, the 9-11 joke and his wife laughed, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's on board. He's a fireman, right? Yeah. So then the other women crossed their arms and they were pissed. And I was like, okay, well, that is a little awkward. So I started, to, and then I realized that the second joke, they weren't on board. So I started talking about fucking dragons and the Welsh and whales and all that for four, just nonsense yeah. that I was thinking of on the way there. And I was laughing. They were not. The crowd had zero interest in my dragon talk but i had such a great time i was like there's eight people here what do i give a shit about let's have fun with it right yeah. let's just enjoy ourselves you know it's not what are we gonna do it's gonna end our careers it's a no, monday it's september 11th nobody's here let's fuck her enjoy it Who? stop treating everything like it's a movie audition no that's what i love i i listened to a podcast with andy richter you know co-host of conan mm-hmm. 
And he was talking about how, like, I think it was, like, Jake Gyllenhaal or it was, like, some really, like, A-list celebrity went on, did the interview with Cohen or, or Conan, and then uh, came to Andy and was like, was that okay? And he was all stressed out about how it went. And then Andy just turned to him and felt really bad afterward and just flippantly was like, oh, no, th- none of this matters. <laughs> and can you imagine if either one of us got on call, like, how sweaty and oh. we would be and oh, like if I was on Conan or something. Oh God! Oh okay. no! I would I would I would probably throw up or something. And it and it would be so stressed out. And but in reality, he's so right. None of this matters. Doesn't matter. But it also matters a lot. There's like Look, a weird balance you have to strike. Thing. Unless you go up, uh, unless you're on national television, and you start dropping the end bomb, or you drop your <coughs> or something crazy embarrassing happens, or something that's gonna make viral, it doesn't matter. It's just he had an interview. And obviously, Kona's not going to let that happen. Like, I, yeah, have, I, I have friends who've, like, done sets on there, and they say, like, no, like, you submit your jokes, and, like, they even have you rearrange the order. Like, uh, they say, do this one, not this one, because it's going to hit with the audience. Like, it's it's basically, if they passed you, it's all but guaranteed for you. That it, you're, if you're that telling you're jokes on there, well. yeah, for sure, you're going to yeah. you're gonna do well. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, oh, the, the ladies crossing their arms. Like, that's, yeah. I don't think... Because that's why small audiences are really hard because people take cues, social cues from other people. So as soon as they saw those four ladies crossing their arms, everybody else was like, well, I can't laugh at this. Those ladies are going to be mad at me. But if there had been an, like an audience of 50, you feel so anonymous. And so you're more at liberty to laugh at stuff. That, And you're not worried about being judged. You're not like, oh, they can pick my face out of the crowd. So that's why I think there's like that the tipping point and why shows of like eight people are like the hardest shows. It's It's the worst. Cause people, like you said, people are scared to laugh. Yeah, um, I think I just talked to them a lot. I because I, there was this girl she like worked. I think she was like working at like a like the government. So I was like, girl, girl, you guys have fucker. Anyways, I I made a whole section of uh, people that work at Air Canada uncomfortable. <laughs> I was talking about the airplane. Uh, well, good bit. for once, they're the uncomfortable ones. But that's what happened. First, they started laughing. I'm like, why are you guys laugh? Do you people work at Air Canada? They're like, and they start kind of like, yeah. And I, oh, you guys are going to hate this. Uh, and I just started, but I was talking to them as if it was their fault. My whole flight stuff. <laughs> I was like, why do you do this? And they were, one was crying of laughter because I guess they experienced it a lot. No, they And she know. had no defense for it. She's like, I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we do that. And I was just, ugh, No, I was, it's so beautiful when people don't take themselves. Uh, by the way, flying Air Transat this week, I'm so excited. It's yeah. not Air Canada. Okay, Holy good. shit. Because Air Canada fucked me in the summer. I went to... Uh, I was going to Greece. I remember that. I, fl- I bought my tickets with KLM. Or no, with Lufthansa. Fancy. I get to the airport, operated by Air Canada. It was just an Air Canada thing. Why did you make me buy it at Lufthansa? I thought I was avoiding you people. They didn't let me on the plane, by the way. Uh, I had this trouble. Uh, this is crazy. Did they hear your Air Canada, Canada No, pitch? no. Th- th- what I'm going to tell you is so such a piss off. Like, I, I, Air Canada's fucked. So I'm going to get on the plane. Everything's done. I'm getting on the plane. This woman's looking at my passport. And she keeps looking at my face, looking at my passport, looking at my face, looking at my face. And I'm like, oh, I grew a beard, I tell her, right? Just in case that's what she was looking at. And then she goes, when does this expire? I was like, uh, September 27th. And then she's panicking. She's like, uh, when are you coming back? I'm like, uh, end of August, August 24th or whatever it was. She's like, I can't let you on this plane. I go, why? Because your passport's expiring. I go, yeah, but unless uh, time changed, I- uh, September comes after August. I think she that's the dumbest rule. Starts panicking. She's like, "No, there's a rule. You need to have it three months before or some shit like what's, that." What's the point of like, having an expiry? That's age? what I said. Then what's the point? Of, there's an expiry. She's. I'm arguing with her. This this other guy comes. He's like, "Let me look at your passport." He's like, "Why are you coming back?" I'm like, uh, "In three weeks, end of August." 
He looks at it. He's like, when does this expire? September 20th. He's like, oh, we can't let you on this plane. I go, can I ask you a question? Why not? He goes, well, because if your passport's expiring while you're away uh, and, you, you know, you try to stay in another country. I go, well, you're saying this makes sense because my, my flight back is during the time when this is a valid passport, number one. Number two, I'm going from the first world to Greece. What do you think? I'm going to try to become a dishwasher in Athens? Like, well, uh, I'm trying to escape. I could go there legally. I'm Greek. What are you talking about? So he's like, no, no. And they brought it up to this this other uh, train. Uh. Of, this gay guy came, the most flamboyant gay guy I've ever seen in my life. And he's just singing. He's like, Lem, is it a Greek passport or a Canadian passport? I'm like, it's a Canadian passport, sir. He's like, uh, no, you're not getting on this flight. And then they asked my girlfriend. They're like, if he doesn't come, are you, are, are you going to go alone? And sarcastic, she's like, yeah, of course. I'm going to go meet his family without him. Yeah, that makes fucking perfect sense. No, I'm not going on this fucking plane, you know? So they Aww. finally, it goes all the way up till somebody, I guess, told them, are you fucking stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they changed their tone. And they're like, no, no, you could get on. And then what is this guy telling me? This fucking... Oh, Sir, I wanted to strangle sure him. your passport is renewed. No, he tells me when you get to Athens, make sure you go to the Canadian embassy right away. I go, uh, it's Saturday, sir. They're closed. He's like, make sure you go right away and get a new passport or nope. else you will not be allowed to re-enter this country. You think that's funny? I looked at him. Did straight, you do that? Did I, you yeah, do I, that? Lo- I looked at him and I'm like, I go, you're telling me that the country of which I am a citizen of won't let me back in with a valid passport. And yeah. he's just staring at me. I go, you're fucking insane. I go to him. <laughs> I get, I, of course, I didn't go to the Canadian embassy. I came back normally. You, you're allowed to come. If I had an expired passport, they would let me get back to Canada because I'm Canadian. Yeah. My citizenship is Canadian. They're not going to stop you. Be like, ah, oh, it's too late. You live here now. It well, doesn't you know work it that is? way. It's the airlines. I actually, I work in immigration, so I know all about this. Uh, what you make, because uh, the reason they won't do it, the, the airlines often are stricter than the actual country that they're going to because if you go to greece and usually most countries want you to have your passport be valid for longer than what you could possibly max like stay for the most so most countries it's like six months because often you can get a six-month tourist visa whatever even though you're only going to be there for three weeks they want your passport for whatever reason to be you know longer than that so that's why they say always travel with six months on your passport which is so stupid. Because there's anyways, an expiration date on it. That's 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 the that's the fucking way they do it. Uh, but the airline is then res- financially responsible if you f- if they fly to say Greece and Greece says hell's nah, the airline has to eat the cost of flying you back and exporting yeah. you to Canada. So that's why they're the, why they're super strict about it. But fun fact, if you can manage to get to a land border of Canada, which is very tricky if you're in Greece. But if you can, but say like you go to the U.S. and like you lose your passport, uh, and you manage to get to like a land crossing, and you can actually speak to a CBSA officer, like a border control officer. I don't know how long it's going to take, but if they it can establish you're a citizen, that by rights you have to pass into Canada. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If yeah. something would have happened, even with expired, you think Canada would be like, ah, oh, no, it's done. And it's funny because he goes Greece. He tells me ah, they might not let you in. I said, all right, we'll see when I get there. The funniest thing. Yeah, he was so right. Like, they, they might not. But it depends on I'll, the country. I'll give you the scenario. Depends on the... The woman took my passport in Greek, looks She's at like, it, says, hey, Pedals, what's up? I'm like, I'm good. I'm, uh, <laughs> I have a vacation. She stamps. It goes, have fun. That was yeah. all it was. She's like, yeah, have a good time. I was laughing. I was like, they're not going to let me into... Both countries, yeah. all right, are cool with me. If you gotten uh, if you gotten a border guard in the bad in a bad mood though, they totally could have refused you. Those cocksuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Greece, they're they're, they're more laid back, so I wasn't nervous. Oh, it's no, exactly. here that like when I go to the states, I have to deal 
It's like 50-50. Sometimes there's a, a dude who's just, I don't know, he's, he's, he decided, today I'm a cunt. And he acts <laughs> cunty all oh, day. for sure. And he's just mean for no reason. They I don't can... know him. No personal problems with him. But he's treating me like uh, I was his bully in yeah. school. I don't know. Yeah, no, they can, they, re- they can refuse you into any country for any reason unless you're a citizen of that country. And even if you're a citi- Canadian citizen, they can like hassle you and like detain Harass you and give you, you make sure it's give you. Give you some trouble, but they have to let you pass. Yeah, they. Ha- that's what I was trying to tell her. Unless it- you have drugs in your butt. Oh, that uh, I. But even doing then, that. they'll. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. You should. You should do it again. My anus fun. was hurting. It was. Uh, I don't know how people. I'll give you some exercises. I don't know how people smuggle uh, drugs. Like, why don't you just use the seaports? Because the planes. Oh yeah. Yeah, because like uh, if you're bringing it by plane, isn't I don't know how drug dealers do this thing, but I'm thinking if you're gonna do it, you should do it by water. I feel like they're yeah. less monitored than the fucking because you're kind of stuck at the airport. You know what I mean? Well, I think it would depend. Like, uh, I don't know how drugs work. I don't I know because I know like they, I I know they tend to get like bigger hauls at ports. Like they won't get like if you're screening people at the passenger, you'll get like a butt full of drugs, a butt load of drugs, if you will. Yeah, but that's good. But if you go in from a a port like they'll get you'll get like you know 50 oil drums full or something that are just like that are like packed of like pot or Fucking whatever hell. it is because it's just like bigger volume so i think it's just like oh okay can we give this guy like two thousand dollars to fly into canada and we'll pack his butt with like twenty thousand of cocaine or whatever i don't know how, how much how much what's the dollar value of a butt load of cocaine i have no idea it depends on the butt i guess i don't know yeah Depends how deep you could shove fucking <laughs> bags of cocaine can you imagine the interview process for that because you know what i was thinking is the boats because the plane if, if you're on the plane you have to land in the airport that's it yeah. but if, if you're taking a boat fuck you could go somewhere else yeah do you know what i mean i wonder how much comes in on by private plane that's what i would think private plane and private boats must have the most drugs on them but there'd be so little incentive like if you had the money for a private plane like why would you you know what i mean well maybe you got the money from private plane by drug smuggling that's true you know you started a buttload and you move up to a jet load probably because you have a private plane and let's say you pay off the security guards or the the, yeah, yeah. the customs people so they don't even check you you just bring them into the to the city then again who knows we're saying this but it might be so much even simpler than uh, than what we think no exactly it, like i felt like a like such a like i'm so neurotic when i go across border they'll be like do you have any fruit and i'll be like yes but i disinfected it and i <laughs> and i've cut it up and i peeled it and i removed all the stones and they're like you're insane please leave like you're not getting into this country what? No, they 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 are just like go please go to Vermont, you hippie. Vermont. Why didn't you, why didn't you just buy some nectarines in Vermont, you idiot? When I drive to the states, it's the funnest. Ex- they 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 they're very nice to me to go in. Oh yeah, every but coming time back, expect- the Canadians are always mad at me. Yeah, they're a little they're a little, little str- it's hard. I find it's less usually often less pleasant getting into Canada. Like I find like. Yeah, the most of the border guards uh, going into the states, they're like, "Come on in," but also like, you know, like I go and like we have like a nice, uh, uh, we have a two thousand five Volvo. Yeah, well, quite so, you know, nice. it's the car of like a very middle class, a white bread couple. I like the Volvos; they're safe. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, you know, I like like a nice lumbar support. You need the safety. You know what I mean? So right. like, I do look. I would be a perfect smuggle candidate because I look very uninteresting. <laughs> that's fucking amazing but i I don't know how they've uh i think you have to be part of the clique to be a smuggler and i'm telling you we're overthinking it we think it's this complicated it's probably so much easier it's probably the government probably has their hands in it oh yeah well the government can't even figure out how to get us our paychecks so you think they're really on top of figuring out what comes in and out 
have you seen the reality show? Like the bo- like they have like a border reality show. I can't watch that shit because I feel like it's not reality. I feel like it's fake because oh. every time I see it, it's staged. You're I telling don't... me that every time the cameras are there, these guys are stopping fucking boats with drugs on them. How many fucking boats with drugs are there? <laughs> like this is insane. That's why I don't, I don't understand like how like they have this as a show. It seems like such a security risk. Like you have like the faces of the border guards that are like busting their people. names. People go to their houses, fucking shoot them. It's oh so stupid. God. Bribe who, them. Who would agree to be on that? Or people like, that want to get bribed. Oh my god! I'd be like, yes, I agree to be on this show, and then oh accepting god. all bribes. No, but like the 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 like say you intercept like a a cocaine briefcase or something, and then they see that and like the people go like, oh, that was my cocaine briefcase. I'm gonna go fuck that person up. Yeah, that's you know it's so. But that's why I think a lot of it's fake. It's weird. A lot of it's fake. They make you think be. it's reality. It can't be reality. It can't. It's yeah. It's sometimes crazy. they don't want to show, like in mafia cases, certain police officers' faces or names in case they get killed. Yeah. You tell me, multi-million dollar drug smuggling shit. They're oh gonna show these fucking fat border guards. Like, there's Jimmy, <laughs> and Jimmy's like, I stopped him because I because I saw him. He looked, his skin was very dark. Right away, suspicious. Oh, my God. So I went to check him out. Like, obviously, they're going to fucking kill him. It's all fake. It's all... You could see by the people that they have on those shows. Yeah. You wouldn't hire these people to guard the fucking ports. <laughs> they look like their parents were siblings. Why would you put them to guard? Their chromosomes are all fucked up. You can't put these people... Oh, no. my gosh. No. I remember, like, up. one guy, he came from the States, and he was just like, yeah, I'm coming here to move to Canada. And, like, he didn't have, like, a visa or anything, or he didn't have, like... So stupid. And I, like he didn't have like a work per like he didn't have a work permit or uh, like like nothing. Worst drug smuggler. And Just say I'm going on vacation. You can't say that you dickhead. You know what I wore? It was right out. I, it was one of the first times I was flying internationally. I was I was going to be an exchange student in Chile. Holy South shit! America. It was really cool because fun fact. You know how foreign exchange students in Canada are super hot? Yeah. Yeah, same things happens to you if you're the foreign exchange student. Oh. I was super hot. It was amazing. Um, you were the foreigner. I was the foreigner. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and I realized like I was wearing a band T-shirt, and it was just after 9-11 had happened. I think it might have been like three months or something after. And it was a band? What was the band? It was a band. Kill uh, the U.S.? Like, what the... Death from Above. That's funny. And I, That's was like, funny. I was like, oh, crap. People would frown upon that. Yeah, I was really stressed out. I was like, this was not the And then you're like, so I just took my shirt off, and you know what? It got even weirder. <laughs> I, was, I was asked to step off the plane. They asked me all kinds of unrelated questions. <laughs> and then when I told them my logic, my train of thought, they were like, that is so stupid. <laughs> they were like, that is, in fact, more suspicious, <laughs> yeah. ma'am. That is a solid band. Why Death did you take off above. that shirt? You remember um, when 9-11 happened, they started putting all these like rules in airports? that now we realize don't make any sense. They were just made to make you feel safer. Like the whole liquid thing. Oh. Like you can't have X amount of liquid bottles. Like in each bottle, you can't have more than, I don't know how many milliliters, but you can have three bottles, which amount to more than it, or me and you combined are more than yeah. the legal. Like if it was bomb yeah, water. Yeah, you would just get like a team together. It doesn't and be make like, sense. All right, you're, you're on t- task force sunscreen. I don't know. It's so stupid. It's But people feel safe. People think it's it's it legitimizes the whole they're safe but they're annoyed and isn't that what counts i don't like being annoyed at the uh i got a nexus pass purposely you did so really? i could avoid doing all that stuff you are so fancy i'm very fancy because now when i go stateside holy fucking when i came back the, the first time i had the nexus pass there was a huge lineup you know at customs when you go down 
And I was looking, and then I'm like, oh no, Nexus How over here. How much of a rock star did you feel? I just walk right through, scan it, walk. I was like, this is the greatest thing. I went to get my luggage. I was like, oh my god, I'm a fucking celebrity. This is god amazing. Damn, you are so fancy. It was it was fun. I have to do. I now I, I have no choice. Always Nexus. Always Nexus when possible. Oof, man. You can't use it in Europe, but in the states and shit, you use that. I don't go enough to justify it. I should. I should though. TSA fucked up though. Oof. I was coming back from LA in. I want to say June, but it may have been May. Uh, and I was with a buddy. And for some reason, I guess because of my neck, I don't know, they made me TSA pre-approved. So they didn't, I just walked, no shoes, no scan, no nothing. Oh. I walked in and then him, his his uh, ticket didn't say TSA pre-approved. Mine did. I don't know how though, by the way. <laughs> but they let him because we were together. They let him through with me. And he had a backpack. He had stuff. I was like, "What the? F- how is this safe?" Like, yeah, we're 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 we don't have anything on. I was like, "Well, obviously, we're not terrorists." Yeah. But I was like, "How the fuck is this safe? They just let you in." Like, I, I barely know you. Do they even like let you vouch for him? They're like, "Is this guy good?" Like that. that no, that I walked first. I walked first, and then they saw me turn back and talk to him while he was walking in line. And the lady there was like, "Oh, she just didn't look at his ticket. Just pointed, like, keep walking." So he comes with me, and I was like, "Dude, this is a weird line. Like, why are we here? Like, I thought we were in trouble, right?" Oh, yeah. And we just strolled, strolled in. I'm like, do I have to take off my shoes? Do I have to take? The guy's like, no, don't take off anything. I go, do I got to take off my computer from my bag? He's like, no, nah, man, just leave it in there. I was like, what the fuck? Where is this? So it, tra- this is LAX. I'm traveling with you. I'm traveling with you next time. But recently, uh, the last couple times I've, I've gone, I don't know if they changed the rules or I was just lucky. They didn't make me take off my shoes, which I loved. Sometimes sometimes they'll make you take it off and sometimes no, it depends. It's 50-50, I guess, now. Yeah. But the last three, four flights, nobody made me take off my Ooh, shoes. I loved it. I hate taking off my shoes. Me too. I, that's why I wear open, comfortable. I dress like I'm homeless when I travel. That's why they ask me a lot of questions. Yeah, I have like a whole tra- I have a whole travel outfit. Like it, if I if like sweatpants. I, I look terrible. I, you're like, who's this guy? How do you get money for a fucking plane ticket? I look <laughs> very like, unprofessional. But it's because I know that you have to dress for no, two things: warmth gotta, on the plane and comfort. If you dress nice, they can bump you. Ah. That's why I always try to dress nice. But my trick is, I don't wear belts. I wear uh, I wear flats, so I got to make sure there's no metal in my shoes. And they usually don't make you take them off. I have a whole system. So if you dress you nice, there's a chance fancy. they bump you. I got bumped to first on a, on my trip to Cuba oh. this summer. Oh, you God. think the dress code had something to do with it? I think well, because I think they look around the plane, they're like, "Who aren't the rich people gonna get mad at us for bumping?" Interesting. You know what I mean? Like they're probably not gonna bump, uh, you know, the 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 scruffy looking guy in the Me. plaid shirt. They're not gonna bump a Pantelis. They're gonna bump yeah. a Kirsten. They're gonna bump a Fanchi. Those sons of bitches. <laughs> I know it's profiling. God damn it. I've I've gone bumped a couple times. I got bumped once in like first class. This was a cross Atlantic oh. flight. I didn't oh. know I didn't know seats like that exist. Fucking a bed. I slept. Isn't it? It was heaven? a bed. It's it was so your. Nice. There's unlimited bread rolls. Oh, I don't like the food on the airplanes. I don't trust them. I read too much about first it. First class. There's oh, feces man. on them apparently. There's there's poop in everything. That's true. Yeah. Be careful with that though. Yeah. Be careful with the plane food. Oh, also, yeah. it bloats you. There's a lot of salt, a lot of sodium in that shit. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's in everything. I was just so enchanted by the bread rolls. They were like, do you want another bread roll? I actually had a burrito. I felt like a rock star. When I came back from Greece, a burrito. I don't know what company made it. I saw the name, but I forgot now. It was fucking delicious. Maybe I was just hungry because it was a plane. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking delicious. I was like, man, I want another burrito. I'm kind of disgusting. I kind of love plain food. Yeah? Yeah, I like I how know. it comes in like little compartments. I just like how organized it is. I feel like I'm in prison. Yeah, like I, it's like jail minus the dicks in my face. But isn't that comforting? Like, like you just know that like you're just gonna like. Uh, I knew a, a guy once who was just like, oh no, I love being in jail. Like you, they they bring you your food, you get three squares a day, uh, you get told when to shower. He's like, it's real nice. You see that? He really liked it. 
there's people like that. You know who those are? Those are the followers in life. They love that shit. Yeah, there's I'm not, not too one many of them. Those. There's not not that jail isn't easy. I think it was, but it was like a. It's not that it's easy, but you, nice jail. you eliminate the choice, the thinking. I don't like that. I, I'm a man that likes to make my own fucking destiny. I like to do what I want to do. It could be nothing. I could do absolutely nothing, but I want to make that choice. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You want to? It's my watch, fucking choice. Yeah, you want to watch YouTube video, videos of your own volition. Nine hours. I'll watch them nine <laughs> hours because I decided to. And if you told me to watch them, I would never watch them again because I'm making the fucking rules. I'm very I like much that. like that. I don't like to do things. I think one of my uh, bosses once, my, one of my feedback, and this was when I had like a crappy like minimum wage job. They were like, we think you have problems with authority. And I'm like, yeah, because you're a goddamn idiot. And you keep telling me to do idiot things. Yeah, I'm not going to do idiot things because you morons are asking for it. Yeah, we need you to we need you to like lose maybe just like we need we want you to be here but we want less of you to work here. We got you a personal trainer. Oh we god. We got you a personal trainer. I was thinner than I am now too. Yeah, and they, yeah, it was a plastic surgery clinic so they wanted you to look Get the fuck. They told you to lose yeah. weight? Yeah. Were you yeah. fat? I was thinner than I am now, pants. You're not a big girl. No. No, I'm pretty pretty regular it's pretty sized offensive. lady. Well, Cause my if you were a big girl, was very low and I was like, okay. If you were a big girl, I'd be like, you know what? At least they're fucking caring about that. And yeah. you're going to lose some weight uh, on their dime. Do it. Yeah. But if, if you're a normal size, fucking to say that, that's such a hit in the nuts. Because oh, then no, you start second guessing yourself. It was so weird. Because I was walking down the hallway and I could hear like one of the plastic surgeons and the nurse behind. They were like, they're like, oh, that's a good jiggle. Oh, look at, oh, okay. They're and just they checking out up, your ass moving and they were t- commenting and they on the jiggle. By, and they're like, hey, do you mind? We're just gonna, and they like lifted up my skirt, like in the middle of the hallway. And they just started like grabbing fistfuls of me. Like, you're like, yeah, you'd be a good candidate. And then they were like, do you want this free $5,000 laser fat removal treatment? And of course I was on like. On your ass. Well, on my, on my middle, my middle, my little, my little tire. Oh, like the muffin top area. Yeah, muffin top area. Um, and they were gonna test shit on you. They did. I, I would have done that if they said we're gonna give you some free liposuction. I'd be like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But know what? It was so painful. I did end up. Blue- I lost an inch, but I couldn't. Was it worth the inch? A hundred percent. No, it was ah, so there painful. We, go. we do lasers. I'm very curious now. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, what they do is the the theory is that the the laser goes into the fat and it lyses. It breaks the fat cell um, so that your body just eliminates it naturally. Uh, like a nat, well, it naturally eliminates the the broken cell. So that's how you get this non-invasive laser technique. And to be fair, I did lose an inch, but it took me maybe like a month to recover. Like I, oh, like fuck. oh my god, my like uh, my husband couldn't touch me. You like couldn't sit down. I, I I couldn't work out. Like I couldn't go on the treadmill. Jesus. Like I was literally black and blue all up and down my body. Was and if someone had invested, take that five thousand dollars that a client would have paid, invest that in a personal trainer, invest that. You would have lost more. You would have lost more, and it would have been sustainable. It 100% wasn't sustainable. Those shortcuts, nothing in life ever works with shortcuts. You, because you were black and blue down your whole body, was oh that a um, specific case, or is that how it is for anybody that does it? That I'm curious about that. I think that's anybody that does it. Oh, that's fucked up. What a useless yeah, procedure. Yeah. Well, anything, like any kind of plastic surgery, people think like, oh, those new tits look great. That recovery is fucking painful. Not just and recovery. And it takes a long time. Or like the like no, like no nose job. Oh, my God. I, I knew a lot so of girls people. that had nose jobs. I knew a couple that got boob jobs. I never asked them about the recovery. I remember it's one girl brutal. who got a nose job um, now, actually, a year ago. Uh, she was inside for a while, like a couple of weeks. Like she had the bandages yeah. and all that shit. Very yeah, but most of the time, it's useless. 
Yeah. It's, no. it's not like for, you know, it's a deviated septum. Most of the time it's because people told them they have a big nose or something. And then they, they're like, oh, that's who, what makes who, you who gives a shit? But that's what makes you you. Like, if you, I don't know. Like, how big, like, unless you have a fucking mutant nose that's disgusting to look at. Or you broke your nose like yeah. four times and it looks really weird and not like in proportion with your face. I have face. a big chin. It's a, a great have, chin. But that's the thing. I have a big chin, but I don't give a, like, Look at it, it's like Jay Leno. But I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that chin made that man. Your, that, chin's, you see? your chin's gonna make you. It's gonna make me. But uh, it's it's so stupid because there's I don't know. But the liposuction thing. Mm. Um, fuck. Who is it? We have comedian. There's a comedian on uh, on our scene that did the tummy, the tummy tuck. I don't know what the fuck it is. The really? thing where where they tie up your your stomach or some shit. What do they do? Where they um. That can be a tummy tuck. Is that a tummy tuck? Yeah, it depends. It depends. Like there's uh, no, not a tummy tuck. The uh, gastric bypass. What the fuck? Oh, is gastric it? bypass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they like they put, put a like rubber an elastic band or some around shit. the stomach, so okay. it actually. How does they, this work? Can you explain this to me? My understanding uh, is that what they do is they actually put a band around your stomach, so you actually can have less food passing in, and then they'll actually surgically excise, cut off part of the stomach so it's actually physically smaller because part of satiation what makes you full is like just the pressure in your stomach and they figured this out by getting people to swallow a balloon and then what they would do is they'd inflate the balloon and say oh do you feel full and the person would be like oh yeah so a lot of it is just making sure that like your stomach feels full interesting yeah so it's dangerous though yeah, anything where you go under general anesthetic is dangerous. And, like, this is, uh, like, I think it's only, you can only get, like, they wouldn't give me by gastric bypass. They wouldn't give you gastric bypass. They wouldn't do it. It they has do to it. be, like, a life. Uh, it has to be, like, you're morbidly obese and you you need. We got to save no, you. There's no other options for you. You've tried everything else. What's the di- So there's that and then you, liposuction. What exactly is liposuction? They, they go in there and they suck out the fat. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but how does is that dangerous? How does that work? And also, what about the skin? The skin is a problem. Like for example, when people get gastric bypass and they lose, say, like gastric bypass, people will tend to lose, you know, between like fifty and a hundred pounds, like major weight. And then they often have to go in and uh, get the skin surgically excised because your skin has stretched out so much, it can't snap back. Um, so that's when you get those like flaps, yeah. those flaps of skin. Uh, usually, when you're having lipo done um the plastic surgeon will take off skin they'll take off skin and they'll they'll sew it together obviously because or else you're fucked yeah exactly and you can only take off like a maximum amount with liposuction like you can't go in and say like a 400 pound person and they can't just cut out 200 pounds like, i can think the i can't remember what the most they can take out is but and again i'm not an expert this is just what i'm recalling off the you're top the of biggest my head. expert in the room right now so uh, 20, like it's something in between like maybe 25 pounds. Interesting. Maybe it's not a huge amount. Like we should, we should probably Google it, but it's, it's not like a quick fix. And then the recovery time. Yeah. Cause you're just chopped up. Yeah, exactly. But there's some people who can't, you know, exercise for X, Y, Z reason. And when you have that much weight, it's hard. But like, if you're in the position where you can get lipo, you probably should just invest that time and energy that you would spend recovering, that you would spend on surgery you probably invest it in a personal trainer. Yeah, or, just do or that. Or a nutritionist. That's Plus what it, I did. If you do that, if you're eating right and you're exercising, um, yeah. you're losing weight properly. Uh, the skin is... Ela- yeah, the skin goes down with it. You don't have flabby yeah. uh, skin. It's when you lose it too fast. 
Exactly. But normally you do that unhealthy. Why? Because it's very hard to just, your fat just disappears. Yeah. You know? Even if you are doing it healthy, like say if you go from 400 pounds and then you go back to, you know, whatever's healthy given your height, say like 150, there's like a certain max on the skin. So even at that point, once you've gotten, you've done a lot of damage to your body, you might have to go in and get like a little, or you don't have to. It also varies on depending on the person, right? Like sometimes like, you just have more elastic skin. It depends yeah. on your age. It depends how hydrated you are. Collagen, blah, blah, blah. And there's also other treatments you can do. Like you, there's, uh, I think it's called Therma something. There's, so crazy. This there's is like this interesting though. Yeah, there's like a, basically it's like a, I think it's like a laser or something and it stimulates collagen production and that'll, that'll tighten you, tighten you right up. Interesting. But there are limits to these things, Obviously. Right? Obviously there's no, uh, f- you know, one stop shop that'll fix you up and give you a six pack you gotta work for that shit oh but yeah the gastric bypass the whole elastic band thing scares the fuck out of me because i'm just thinking yeah. of somebody putting an elastic inside like it's just fucked up yeah well there's all kinds of crazy things they do i know it's like it's it can be really really effective but again if you're not on board with like getting your nutrition right if you're not on board with you're just gonna get fat again exactly because your stomach will regrow and it'll get big again you know it is absurd so they so what they'll do before they do that they actually make sure you're kind of dedicated to the lifestyle and they'll make sure that you can I think you have to lose X amount of weight on your own before they'll do that. I like that. I think that makes sense to me. But it also might be like there's like a sort of maximum weight that you can be so that they can safely anesthetize you, something like that. Well, yeah, obviously. Imagine if you have trouble breathing. Oh, do you get a lot of comments on this podcast? I'm gonna like I'm like all stressed out about people like being like, actually, it's only no. The good thing about that kind of shit, some it's rare though. Research everything I'm saying. No, no, nobody. I don't. I don't have, I don't have references for any of this. This is all vague recollections. I don't really have listeners that are, are like act, act that cunty, right? <laughs> Sometimes I'll get the occasional, uh, you know, oh, this person I don't like, or but it's very rare. Most times it's can can you bring this person on, or oh, you should do a podcast cool. about this, but. Uh, it's, it's on this podcast. It's rare that people. Sh- I've never seen anybody show on this podcast. The Four H podcast. That that was made for savages. That's a different story. That is the most. Uh, <laughs> no, fucking, I The to followers it. of that and the uh, meatloaf. They're 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 meat, insane. Meat, meat stick. Who's on that? Meatballs. Meat. Who do we have? We have. Well, Poseidon is on that on oh, the Four H podcast. Meat, there's. Is there like a meat meatloaf? On meat, meatloaf is a singer. Um, because there's Poseidon, then there's like another guy. Poseidon, steak, Alex. Steak. Uh, ha- ham- hammy two chops. Well, there, we, uh, there's legacy. There's like different names on that. Uh, uh, different people are on. That. The point is that one started in 2010, the 4H podcast, and it's a different dynamic. That's why I started this podcast because I like the idea of just bringing somebody in, doing an interview, just talking. I love that. Yeah. Because the 4H is a conversation, but it's a conversation between animals. Yeah. Right. So. People love it. The people who Andy like tenderloins. it. Andy Tenderloins. There, there we go. go. So the people who like the 4-H love the 4-H. Like that's for them, yeah. right? But it's not the same demographic. There's some people that listen to both podcasts, but majority-wise, the same people will not listen to this. They'll, they'll find this boring. Like, oh, they're just talking. Nobody is nobody's saying racist things or attacking Poseidon, <laughs> right? Because um, they like that kind of humor because I guess maybe they're sitting in their cubicles. They can't talk about that shit at work. Um and they like it because they know we're fucking around, you know? And they're like, oh, these yeah. guys are just a bunch of animals. You just get a bunch of dudes in a room. Like, a bu- especially if you get a bunch of comedians in a That's room. That's what I hate. What I hate. Like, I think I, I like that I've established myself that, like, I like to think when I walk into a room of comics that they don't change their behavior. Mm-hmm. I like, I really hope it's like that. I really hope that if they're going to be fucking animals, they know that I can handle it. 
let's look at the podcast you heard here with uh, Abdul and Derek. Uh, Just three dudes fucking around. Three comedians I, fucking around. They're both my eye. Like, I really look up to, like, Abdul and Derek. Like, they're so... And they're such generous, wonderful people. That's the thing. We could be fucking animals just joke around but it doesn't make you a bad fucking person oh yeah 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 yeah. you just we just know how to take a joke like we just don't take anything seriously i hate that idea that if you say sort of like one wrong thing you're a bad person you're not just like someone who you know said the wrong thing the wrong time tone whatever the fuck it is yeah yeah. you did you can live once like it was like at work like i could have like a like a guy just made like a kind of a rude gesture at me he pulled a finger it, it it involved a tongue. It was maybe it was. I would classify. It he as did uh, this. It was uh, not nice. That's not a, nice. really. And I could and he saw my face because I kind of did a, like a um and I tried not to show it because I was like you know this is work whatever and like ten I shit you know ten minutes later I get an email from him saying I'm so sorry about that I I misjudged the situation I thought it was gonna be funny um my apologies and I was just like okay that makes sense though. I was like, water under the bridge. Thank you so much for the apology. Pay it no mind. Yeah. And that's because I know he's not a bad person. He just like made like a shitty judgment. That's he thought that would be funny. Yeah, he thought and in situation appropriate. Because you could say stuff that you say with your friends to the wrong yeah. person. And if that same thing had happened in a comedy room, I'd have been like, whatever. Yeah. That's fine. But like in the context of work, I was kind of like, hmm. But it, but he and I wasn't gonna like file like an HR complaint. But the thing it, but my whole point is like. He misjudged the situation, and he's a great person, you know, and a story. And, and now it's just like, and now we just continue to work together, and we have projects, and it's great. It, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, though, because it's the it's same thing with us. Like, if I hear a comedian say, I don't know, uh, yells, calls me a faggot or somebody's <laughs> fucking around, you know what I mean? I, I, I listen to it, and I hear it differently. I'm like, ah, oh, we're fucking around. But if I'm in the street... And somebody calls me a faggot, or somebody I hear somebody else yelling, yeah, like "Hey, look at that faggot!" For somebody else, then I'll be like, "Hey, what the fuck's happening here?" Look at that like, bundle of sticks. Then I'll care. Then I'll be like, "Hey, what the fuck, man? Like, what's happening?" I know because of the tone and who's saying it that it's different. But right now, a yeah. lot of people only get offended with the word, regardless of who said it, regardless of what they said. Somebody's like, "Oh, bro, stop being such a bitch!" And like this guy. He, he thinks women are bitches and he thinks bitches is the right way to refer to women and he doesn't like and they'll just go on a fucking tangent like dude he called a man a bitch called a man a female dog there was no yeah. talk about women human women in this whole you made a huge leap no ex- exactly it's like never giving people the benefit of the doubt that like hey maybe they're not a jackass yeah. maybe you misunderstood you're yeah. not part of that conversation yeah you know what I mean like I said, if you hear comics talk backstage to a bunch of comedians, somebody else walks in, it is no. debaucherous. You should not listen to it. We're, it's like the 4 H <laughs> podcast. It is just crazy, even but worse than the 4 H. It feels so good. Yeah, because you're just people oh being people. God. That's what you like I said, you're gonna live once. Lady Finch, you live once. You wanna live it fucking scared yeah. and oh get your, I can't get say this. Out. Fucking get party. your fucking tits out get and have fun. Out. Like say what you want to say. Have fun. Stick your taint in the air, you know? Stick air it out. Be, yeah, be a fucking animal. See, you're welcome. That's for your listeners who are concerned about gender neutral. Uh oh God, that's hilarious. Gender neutral terminology. Everybody's got a taint. Everybody's I, taint is disgusting. I have fucked around with uh people get mad at that. Like I say the wrong he or she, depending on uh uh transgender. Yeah. person and uh, people are like oh you're uh not using the right pronoun but oh, it's not yeah. on purpose like i don't you know sometimes they'll just come out like i say it a lot with girls I'm like hey guys let's do it's just how i talk i'm not calling you guys 
I'm just like, hey guys, and like, why yeah. are you saying guys? It's ladies. Like, listen, or one of my transgender friends, dickhead. she uh, she got she was really upset because I think I said something like girl, but it was on Facebook, and so it was G U U R L or something, girl, mm-hmm. which I do to everyone, and she said like, oh, like that, you know, that's really offensive. How's that um, offensive? Because like uh, she thought that I only use that term because she was transgender. Girl, if it, if it had been a person who had been born uh, a woman at birth uh, or, cl- or sorry, uh, classified as a woman at birth, uh, then I would have, s- she thinks I would have said G.I. Oh, but that's but again, just aware. people misinterpreting. I'm not aware of that subtlety. That's where I can't keep, I can't keep up with this anyways, but I apologize. I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, Cause it, Moving it's, on. what matters? Does it matter how you take it or how I delivered it? Shouldn't it matter what I'm thinking? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, if I say to somebody, hey, I love you, right? But I really hate this person. (laughs) Shouldn't it matter that I fucking hate them? Are you going to be like, well, he said he loves me, so that's cool. No, shouldn't it matter what really, what the truth is? The truth is I fucking hate this person. Shouldn't that matter? Like, sarcasm, sarcasm is out the window now. Nobody gives a shit about that. And I'm so sarcastic. Oh, oh, me too. It's so much fun. Oh, (laughs) I have to do those disclaimers. Like, that was a sad sentence. Uh, that was supposed to be a joke. It was sarcasm. You did not take it that way, though. Yeah, they, it, oh, I hate it when they take sarcasm or irony, and it goes like that's what's ironic about it. It just <sighs> goes out the window. I'm like, you got, you got none of this. You, this went all over your head. Yeah. You're upset about something that's not real because you're upset about something that you think I said. But you know what I find, I find a lot of people get offended on behalf of other people that's rather the best. than like it, like if you're if you're the group that we're talking about fucking get offended because i have friends who uh like are transgender they live their lives i see them largely as women um and when i see largely i mean like they're big. one time they're big girls big ladies mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um but it does happen that like you know sometimes they don't do the hair they don't do the makeup they don't put the they don't put their wig on they don't you know dress up in heels or whatever well, that just, just looks like a dude yeah they're just kind of like you know they'll, they'll be wearing like a t-shirt and jeans and then i won't recognize them or something and they come up and they say ah and i'm saying like oh i'm sorry d- sorry do i still do i still say she in this situation oh that's or because you're sort you're sort of presenting as more male what do you want and the person no, I'm just lazy. was like was like this is just call me trana it's still uh, you know because i think it was like, I was like trana because i i saw her out when she was like not dressed uh, up yeah like, i'm lazy because you imagine getting dressed up all the fucking time oh my god like you, you see this this going on here i'm going out tonight but imagine um, expecting somebody yeah often like I just trana they use that pants. example imagine yeah. expecting all the time for her to be in full fucking oh yeah and she never gets she never gets insulted she's like she's like no whatever like you know me as trana it's totally fine to call me trana she you know yeah, she's not no, ma- no matter what the context but yeah that's the thing she's but not i don't f- think she also would have been offended if i'd you like i won't use it here but like if she if i'd used her her birth name in that situation yeah, yeah, yeah like whatever it is like let's say it's steve like hey steve they'd be like what are you doing what are you that's just weird now you're being yeah obviously yeah, you exactly. you t- you refer to somebody how you know them that's, no, that's yeah. what I say. She's so like, yeah, like it's it's always like people that are offended on behalf of other people that like are like, this is transphobic. Why don't you ask the transgender person if if they're yeah. if they've been phobed? Yeah, Why don't exactly. you ask them? Which exactly. also doesn't make sense. Trans when the, people say homophobic, I am not scared of anybody because mm. that's what phobia means. It means fear. It's a Greek yeah. word. I'm not scared of it. Stop using phobia. I'm not scared of anybody. You can say that I insulted or I offended somebody. Yeah, it happens. There's people are going to get offended by something. Was it my intention? Yeah. And sometimes Hardly ever. I think the mark, 
as I was saying earlier before we were, we were recording, I think the mark of a d- big dick, or in the cases of a lady, uh, a dainty vagina, mm-hmm. is if you know when to fucking apologize, just be like, yeah. I'm so sorry, I fucked up. But then also knowing how to accept an apology and just being like, perfect, I get it, you're not a bad person, we're moving on. Yeah, just move on. Just yeah. move the fuck on. Is it? Or and don't look to get offended, especially when you know, again, I, I go back to the same thing, comedy community, when you know the people, right? Like, if I say something right now and you're like, oh my God, I think he's a misogynist pig and he hates women or whatever the fuck, and you just draw that conclusion in your head yeah. and you don't talk to me about it, and then you just believe it. Not true, completely not true, but you would believe it and no, then you'd fight with me on Facebook. Can just, I be real? Can yeah, I be real? Be real. Be real. I thought you were a dick. Good. Because I never talked to you. I think I just saw. I think I just saw your act, like maybe like three years ago. And I think like I was just kind of like, like I don't like that. <laughs> well, what a. He Why pro- is he, he so mean? He probably only eats craft singles. That was my assumption. I eat very well. I know. Yeah, I know. But but then I fucking talked to you, and I was like, oh my god, he's super smart. He knows a lot about cheese. I can get behind this guy. <laughs> Those are my goddamn priorities. Hey, but it, but you see what I'm saying is you get to know somebody. No, and I'm like ashamed of it. I'm like I fight, like I, and now I like I think I, I I've, I've ripened, like a cheese. I've referenced cheese a lot in this podcast. This is true. This Picture is d- my body type, people. Picture it. This uh, this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Saputo Cheese. Oh God! Get all yeah. your cheese from the mafia. It's delicious. Bocaccinis, good ones. Mm. It's uh no, but I like this was yeah. a good conversation. I enjoyed this. Yeah, this was fun. No, we gotta do this more. We're gonna you want to plug something? What you? What are you up to? What am I up to? I feel like I have. Uh, well, you, you're running the comedy nest, the uh, mics. Yeah, I do the open mic there. I'm I'm there a lot. Um, I don't have anything huge, anything real big coming up. Just uh, oh yeah, follow me on Instagram. Sometimes there we go. What's your Instagram handle? At Kirstenoid. Kirstenoid. Yeah. So you do her first name and then O I D. Exactly, like a robot. Kirstenoid. I like it's that. Me, but on the internet, like a robot. I like it. <laughs> Lady Finch, thank you for coming on. Oh my God, thank you so um, much, Pentels. It was a freaking pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. I hope and that we covered we co- we covered everything from buttholes to political correctness, and I feel like we've done a complete circle because now we're back to buttholes. Right, I, I brought it up. Right, we came back. The most important thing to talk about is buttholes, really. I think so. Thank you for listening, uh, and head over to Audible because that's who's sponsoring this podcast. Go to audibletrial.com/pantels to get yourself a free thirty day trial. Thank you for listening.